0: amen. Thanks again for joining us. We spend a little time each week studying the Bible together because we believe that the Bible speaks with the authority and relevance of Jesus Himself. So I want to invite you to open a Bible if you have one to First Corinthians 15. And If you don't have one, you can look under the chair racks, and we've got some black Bibles there. I would invite you to open one of those up to page 961. We'll be on page 961 in the black Bibles. It's First Corinthians 15. This is one of the most famous passages. In the New Testament, and most scholars think one of the oldest letters in the New Testament written about the resurrection. And so, this is a very famous passage about the centrality of Jesus' resurrection, that he did conquer sin and death by rising from the dead. Um, and it can be found, as I said, in 1 Corinthians 15. We're calling it this morning, the theme of the day is start over. We all need to start over. I want to challenge you this morning. We all come from different places in life. I want to challenge you that, that none of you are so bad that you can't start over. None of you are so, not so drenched in shame and, and pain and bad memories that it's too late or impossible to start over. With God, anything is possible. We can all start over. And I want to encourage you also, there's some of you this morning uh, that need to be reminded that, that none of us are so good that we don't need to start over. Jesus had that message again and again for the religious leaders of his day. None of us are so good that we don't need to start over. So as we think about starting over and we read this text today, I want you to think about what does starting over mean for you? A lot of times when we think about starting over, we might think of just the simple things in life. We might think of a new job. We might think of moving to a new city. We might think of getting a new haircut. Um, I know for me, even the little things in life can bring me joy. Starting over, like, like a new pen, right? I love these blue pens that are like blotchy when they write. Aren't these great? These are what are they called? Pilot, the Pilot G2. Don't you love these pens? What are the little things in life to you that are like ah, a new start? I got a new pen. I got a new car. I bought a new house. What brings you that joy of a new start of starting? Over. What is it for you that makes you feel like all things are new? We've been enjoying being outside the last few days because of the springtime. It's incredible to see the flowers coming up and the buds and the trees. We all need a fresh start. And what Paul's gonna say in First Corinthians fifteen is that we need a spiritual start over. We need a spiritual do-over again in our lives, and that comes through the death And resurrection of Jesus. I want to share a little story that probably a lot of you are familiar with because it comes from an old novel about someone who started over in their life. So before we read the text, I'll just tell you this story real quick, and then we'll read the text that Paul's written in 1 Corinthians 15. It's about a man named John that went to prison for stealing something, and he was in prison for a long time, tried to escape, and ended up having to stay in prison even longer. When he finally got out of prison, by that time, he was kind of a grizzled, cynical, hard man, And now he's out of prison trying to find a job. And you know, or you may not know this, it's hard to find a job once you've got that on your record. And so he's walking from town to town, barely able to survive, scavenging for food, living off of people's generosity, unable to find steady work because of this prison record. He's getting hungrier and hungrier. He's getting more and more grizzled and angry and cynical about the hardness of this world that we live in. Finally, an old lady tells him, you know what, there's a priest that lives in this next town. If you go to him, he shows hospitality to anybody, even stinky, dirty, old prisoners living on the street like you. And so he goes there in hope. They'd actually nicknamed the priest, they'd nicknamed him Bishop Welcome in the story. So this guy was known as Bishop Welcome, and so John knocks on his door and he welcomes him. He lets him in. He comes in and he eats a hot, good meal and he's scarfing it down, eating like a wild man like it was the last time he'd ever eat, right? But Bishop Bishop Welcome doesn't judge him for that, lets him spend the night in the bed there, tells him it's gonna be okay, I'll take care of you, I'll help you get yourself back on your feet. John sleeps in a clean bed, a warm bed for the first time in years. But there's something inside him that's taught him that he has to fight and scrap for survival and he needs to take care of himself, something inside him that makes him cynical about the generosity of this priest. So John gets up in the middle of the night, steals all of the priest's fancy silver that he has, throws it in a bag and runs out in the middle of the night thinking, I'll take care of myself. I'll take this silver, he doesn't need it all. I'll sell it, I'll set myself up for success. I can't rely on this guy or anybody else. This is a hard world. And so the next morning the priest gets a knock on his door and the the cops have found John, right? He looks like a hobo, he's carrying a sack of silver. They know he's stolen it, right? They bring him back to the priest's house because they want the priest to confirm it's his, press charges, they're gonna lock him away for good this time. But the priest does something crazy here. Bishop Welcome says, No, I gave him that silver. He forgives John and he gives him the silver, and then he goes even farther to really hammer at home, the priest goes over and gets the most expensive thing in his, his place, which are these really huge silver candlesticks, and he gives them to John, and he says, you forgot the best part. Remember? Here are the candlesticks. Uh, the story's called Les Miserables. I don't know how to say it. It's French, so excuse my French. But... Uh, It's this famous story that was written as a novel, it became a movie, it's been a a play, it's been a musical, It's, it's come out in a lot of different forms, but essential to every version of the story is this priest, this bishop, welcome, he's called, who shows hospitality and grace and forgiveness to Jean, who sets him free from living for himself, turns him into a generous man. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 15 says, the grace of Christ does that for every one of us. We don't have to live in this storybook novel or musical, but in this real world, the God of the universe has broken into space and time and given us all of his silver. He's given us his best. He's given us himself. And Paul says, this message is of first importance. It changes everything. So let me read this in Paul's words here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We'll start in verse 1, and he says, Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you.